You can't pick all the winners, but when Travis and I came across the Divi project, we recognized something really unique. And during a season when altcoins have languished and suffered horribly, Divi's token price has increased over 300%. So they must be doing something right, and it's not just asking us to be advisors. Today, we catch up with Nick Sapanaro of Divi to discuss the latest developments and why we're still excited about masternodes. The altcoin mastermind in Bali has ended, but we're still here soaking up the beauty of nature and the people. So it's going to be a short episode because, like I said, we're still in Bali. So welcome to episode number 307 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. And greetings from Bali. This is Joel Com. This is Travis Com. That's not right. Travis right. That's wrong. That's wrong. Travis incorrect. You are Fatoshi Ononomo. That is true. <laughs> it's the Bad Crypto Podcast from Bali. What a beautiful freaking place this is. That is true. I think you're going to be uh, Vitalik Bad Pun. Should be your name or something. <laughs> are, are you having fun? I went off on my own today and yeah. did some touring. That was good stuff. Yeah, you know what? This place is really nice. There was a um, a, a fun party last night for this at this place called the Karma House. This guy, Nick Wood, was uh, one of the guys in the community. Had a bad accident on one of these motorcycles running around here in uh, Bali. Didn't have his helmet on, I think. Had a, had a, had a head problem. Had a wreck. And, Oh, so man, those, that sucks. Dude, there there are so many motorcycles in oh, Bali. They're it like is, locusts. It is so hard to navigate through traffic in a car because of all of the motorcycles just zooming around you in like hundreds and thousands of motorcycles. So many motorcycles. It's true. Yeah, well, we're going to talk a little bit of our experience here, but first I want to give a shout out to our show sponsor, which is eToro. You're a crypto fan. It's hard to find one place where you can trade, plan, and discuss strategy all in one place. Europe has had a platform that can do this all along, and they've got over 11 million users. The platform, well, it's called eToro. It is the world's number one social trading platform. Not only do you get access to the most popular crypto assets on the market, but you get virtual trading, you get discussion features, you get test trading strategies. It's a huge community, and now they're here in the U.S. of the A. So you should go sign up because when you do, not only are you going to get access to all their tools, but if you fund your account with 50 bucks and then go spend that on some crypto, any of the cryptos they have, what are we going to do? We're going to give you some socks. We're going to get not just some socks. We're not going to like give you Travis's old gym, you know, socks. gym socks. Yeah, you know, my old gym socks. Yeah. And I wore them three days in a row. No. You're not getting, you know, like the, the you know, black dress socks. No, you're getting bad coin socks. Yeah, you're not getting the socks grandma would give you for Christmas. <laughs> the ones she knit herself, <laughs> little booties. No, these are bad coin socks, gang. Once you see them, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I got to have them. Mm -hmm. And you can. And supplies are running low. You want to sign up for eToro today, but you got to go through this link, badco.in forward slash eToro. That link again, badco.in forward slash eToro. Socks are standing by. All right, how about this, Mr. Jokom? Let's get into the interview with Nick Sapanaro, and then after that, let's have some banter. I think that's a wonderfully delicious idea. Let's do it. 
One of the projects that Mr. Travis Wright and myself have been enamored with and liked so much that we became advisors on the project is the Divi Project, the website DiviProject.org. And today we have the CIO, the Chief Information Officer at Divi, back for a repeat visit with Bad Crypto to update us on what all is happening with the divine Divi. Nick Sapanaro, welcome back to the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Joel, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And you can thank Travis too. It's, it's Travis. Fault also. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> hey, thanks for remembering me. I'm just that other <laughs> guy over here. <laughs> so, uh, of course, you know, Divi is the, the project that allows you to uh, have your own one-click masternode. Now, I don't have my own one-click masternode. I have two one-click masternodes. And I've got my Divi desktop open right now. And the price of Divi is like, it's the only altcoin that I have that has doubled in price over the last 60 days. That's fantastic. Yeah, we're really excited to see that growth as well. I think it actually has gone maybe 3x. I mean, I remember at one, one point seeing that it was down around three tenths of a penny. Now it's at like 1.3 pennies. So maybe that's almost 4x, right? I'm not good uh -huh. enough at math. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so let's update here. I know that, you know, this doesn't come out of a vacuum. So what do you think is driving this price? I mean, I know the community is really active. So what's happening in particular people are excited about? And well, first of all, I think a lot of it comes down to just being consistent all the way through crypto winter, the bear market, whatever you want to call it. You know, we never stopped uh, producing new content, new um, updates to the desktop wallet, always transparent with development, always transparent with, you know, what was happening, even when, even when what was happening wasn't necessarily the best news, you know, we were always still giving the community those, those updates. And I think, um, you know, we've crossed a lot of hurdles recently and I, I have been teasing some stuff uh, on our channels, but I'm not sure that that's necessarily the cause of this rise, although I'd love to be that cool. I don't think that's necessarily what's happening. Um, it's not a tease, Nick. <laughs> uh, but we do have some really, really incredible things happening right now, and um, some of which I'm actually prepared to talk about today. Bring it. Bring the thunder. So what are some of the... Uh, I know that we were having some conversations around some financial instruments that might be popping up or the capabilities around Divi. What are some of the new exciting things that are going on over there, Mr. Nick? Yeah, well, I think, you know, one thing that we, we've we always had a focus on is creating a, an easy-to-use cryptocurrency or digital finance ecosystem, right? And I think a lot of coins have that outlook or that vision. Um, but few have really the uh, the resources to accomplish this goal, including us up until uh, just a couple months ago. So what we did was we kind of took the Tesla approach, if you will, where we took a look at the the value chain of finance, right? Just like Tesla took a look at the value chain of automotive, uh, the automotive industry. And they said, wow, there's a lot of friction along this value chain. You know, you have manufacturers, assemblymen, um, and then sales and, you know, all these different points of contact that cause issues or friction along the way. Uh, finance is no different, right? Especially cryptocurrency. So you have Coinbase, you have to go and get Bitcoin or Ethereum and then put that in a wallet and then maybe you throw it to an exchange. And there's just all these points of friction. Um, and if you ever do get your hands on an altcoin, what do you do with it once you have it? So these are the problems that we aim to solve with a focus on, of course, user experience. So uh, as of a couple 
of weeks ago, we've signed a deal where we actually purchased a pretty major stake in a remittances company in Costa Rica called RE. And RE will be actually rebranding to become Redivi. And Redivi uh, will expand from just being a basic remittances company into being a full service financial services company. So we'll actually be able to issue IBANs um, as a result of our integration with the uh, Central Bank of Costa Rica. What, um, what is that? What's an IBAN? So an IBAN is an international bank account number. And this allowed, This is a very standardized um, account number that allows you to do instant transfers between pretty much any country in the world um, that also has this standard as part of their financial practices. Okay. So it's kind of like the routing number or the SWIFT code for the international banking industry. Exactly. Um, pretty much every bank account number uh, or every bank account has one of these numbers, right? It's not something you necessarily think about as a, as a user of, of your bank, but that's generally what's happening. So by investing into this uh, remittances company, we're able to expand and, and issue those numbers. What this basically means for, for us is that we are able to uh, offer a fiat on an off ramp, um, money transmission all over the world in 200 different countries. Uh, and of course, IBANs or bank account numbers for pretty much anybody in the world, um, including those underbanked and unbanked populace of the world that, that we're always talking about in crypto, right? Well, this is cool to hear because one of the questions that I've had, even though I love the, the Mochi MasterCloud one-click installer and I love seeing Divi come in, it's like, what do I do with my cryptos, Right. You know, yeah. one of the, the biggest reasons to have the crypto is to actually use it. And so how do you see people then using this once, you know, the IBAN is all in place? Well, I think we really have to take a look at, at finance as a whole. I think the mistake that a lot of us have been making, including us at, to some extent um, at Divi, is, is trying to force the world to use crypto exclusively. Right. That that will eventually happen, I believe. But I think that there needs to be a hybrid approach to bridge the gap to get there. So by actually, you know, owning a stake in a remittances company or a financial services company that can issue IBANs, we can actually create an ecosystem where people can transition between cryptocurrency, whether that be Divi or Bitcoin or, or whichever uh, su supported currencies we have in the wallet and their fiat currencies. And we'll be able to support hundreds of those. So. To answer your question, how, what do you do with the Divi or what do you do with the crypto? Um, we're actually able to greatly reduce the fees um, that are typically associated with financial services by utilizing um, our own currency, whether that be Divi um, or another currency. But our, our focus right now is on Divi. Um, and we already have uh, developers implementing the infrastructure to allow for remittances to be paid in Divi you know, bank transfers to be paid in Divi, as well as pretty much every other service that will be offered by our, our company uh, paid in Divi. Uh, moving forward from that into like a more retailer or merchant side perspective, you're going to see uh, a lot more merchant services that are enabled by, um, by Divi because we're able to provide, you know, those businesses with accounts that are already set up with the infrastructure and such. It's really exciting. It's a really exciting step for us. I ban, you ban, we all ban. <laughs> yeah, I think together. I do. I think it's great stuff. I have a, I have a question for you, Nick, around the amount of confirmations. Because like sometimes if you're sending this, like the, the amount of confirmations are high 
and it's not always sort of it's not always quick. What what is your guys's process around those confirmations, and why is it sometimes I'm looking at I'm like I got 128 confirmations on this thing, and uh, and you need a certain amount for it to to transfer somewhere. What are your, what's the thought process around that, and why was that? Right, it's, it's 120, right? 120 confirmations. Well, it depends which chain you're using, right? So, um, at least on our on our chain, you can you can pretty much guarantee a transaction is is non malicious and has gone through after six. Fifteen is really a a hundred percent basically uh, qualification that consensus has been found across the network, um, but that's on the main chain. Right. So we've actually been developing a new version of Bitcoin's Lightning Network uh, that uses our masternodes as uh, basically payment channels. And without getting too deep into the technical aspects of it, we'll basically be able to implement that by default uh, without the user even having to necessarily deal with, you know, setting up Lightning or or dealing with, you know, setting up a lightning node or understanding routing and all of these different um, additional things that you have to know when you get into lightning. Um, so we believe that with our implementation of the lightning network over time will be a, a much better solution for the crypto transfers, at least. But in the meantime, we've already positioned our blockchain to um, basically be technologically uh, positioned to transact more more quickly and more efficiently now, you know our block sizes are, are much bigger than bitcoins um we do have fast send just like dash does are you that's bragging like, about you know your block size Does size matter is that what that's size, about size. check out the size of my block <laughs> <laughs> it does matter actually it, especially when you're talking about scaling a blockchain so yeah, go, um, go into that a little bit more. Let's get a little technical here, right? Talk about, uh, for those who don't know, because a lot of people don't understand, you know, how big is a Bitcoin block? You know, how many transactions does this hold? Yeah, so a Bitcoin block size is what? Uh, one megabyte, right? And there was a lot of contention around increasing that block size. And that's why we have Bitcoin Cash, right? Um, now, I'm not taking position here. Don't don't <laughs> throw me under the bus on the Bitcoin, Bitcoin cash argument. But the, the fact remains that you can only fit so much data or so many transactions into a single block. And that didn't really matter in the beginning when Bitcoin came out because no one was really using it to transact. Now you have people that are actually using it as, a, as an intermediary currency or as a, as a direct currency to, to pay for goods and services. So it becomes uh, extremely bloated when you start to, to fill up those blocks uh, with transactions. Now, one megabyte is actually quite a bit, right? Because the transactions are really just strings of numbers and letters on a ledger or on a database, if you will. But when you have millions and millions of people all trying to get into one block and the blocks are only are, are 10 minutes long, uh, you, you run into scalability issues. As we've seen like in the last bull run, people were waiting an hour or more just to send a simple you know, 100 bucks to, to their friend. That's not acceptable when it comes to mass adoption and, and scaling to retail usage. So that's why we have uh, two megabyte block sizes, which is actually quite a bit larger, even though it's only one megabyte larger. Uh, so it probably doesn't sound bigger, but it, it really is um, a lot more. And our block times are only 60 seconds long. So even if you don't get into the, the one block, you're only waiting an extra minute maybe uh, to see your funds go through. And... Of course, when you compare it to something like Swift or, or Western Union, um, that's still much faster because Swift is like three days. It's kind of how that works. <laughs>
So this remittance company that you're buying, we heard some rumors that you might be turning that into a financial institution or maybe a bank. Is that what's going on with that? Yeah, so we're not uh, quite at the point where where we're allowed to call it a bank necessarily, although we are issuing bank account numbers, <laughs> um, just you know how legal legalese works. Uh, but after a certain number of of deposits have been made into this financial services company, um, we can start to offer the the services that would basically consider us a bank, like uh, peer to peer lending or, or traditional lending, even. Um, so that is probably you know a little bit further out on the horizon, but it's extremely exciting because it won't take us long, especially because we're able to provide these financial services to high risk industries like crypto and, and cannabis and uh, and gaming and things like that, where people are having a really hard time finding business bank accounts. Um, and of course, the, the underbanked and unbanked of the world have that access as well. I want a bad bank. I want a bad bank account. That'd be badass. Yeah, you guys <laughs> sign up on our websites. Uh, so will, will that literally mean we have a bank account in Costa Rica? And that's like an internet. That, would that Does that help at all for Costa Rica to maybe, you know, even get a, a, a passport or a visa for Costa Rica if you have a bank account there? There, that is a step towards becoming a, a, a resident or a citizen of Costa Rica. If you wanted to go that far, you do have, there are a couple paths to becoming a citizen there. And one of them is opening a company and investing a certain amount of money. Of course, having a bank account would be part of that. So yeah, th- theoretically, you could be on your way. Hmm. Don't cry for me, Costa Rica. Yeah. Could you tune down the, uh, the humidity just a little bit though? Oh, I wish. <laughs> if so, it's, it's beautiful, but it's a little, a little humid and mosquito it's a sticky. Yeah, yeah that's, a that's sticky. what uh, Denver's for, Travis. We're all dry here. We're all <laughs> okay. high here. That's right. You guys yeah. really are, huh? Well, very cool. I appreciate the update, Nick. Again, if you guys haven't checked it out, DiviProject.org. Travis and I are proud to be advisors, marketing and social advisors for the the company. And we both do have master nodes. I do check mine probably every three days. I launch it. And what I really like is you don't have to keep the software up and running. Once your master nodes are going, it's all being mined in the cloud. So I shut the software down and just open it up to see uh, how much Divi is coming in and it is the slickest uh mining that i've seen I, I gotta say it's slicker than bad coin and i know that that's you know hard for me to even say but it is well it's slick because it's it's cloud-based you set it and you forget it and uh it, it is it's definitely pretty handy i'm excited to see what you guys are doing with it and since we've been advisors you know the price has gone up at least 300 so that's great bet on yeah. our own backs joel Great job, Joel. It's, it's all you guys. No, Thank really, you. you guys have really been helpful. And if if uh, if the listeners have any interest in uh, in joining and being first to know about any of the financial services we're offering, check out wallet.diviproject.org. Perfect. All right, Nick, stay bad. You guys too. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Good stuff from Divi. Uh, the one thing about being away for what is it nine days is that i don't check my master nodes but when i get back home i'll fire up my pc and i'm gonna see more divi just divi waiting for just me for you. i know it's great it's that is great it's always fun it's like it feels like free cryptos yeah well i'll tell you what mr joe com at the beginning of the top of the show you said that it had gone up over 300 percent. well it has since july 21st it has gone up 
600%. Yeah, there's just a lot of good buzz, and now you guys know why. And, of course, we are advisors with Divi Project, and we don't make any recommendations for you to buy, sell, or trade anything. It's true. Just go do your own due diligence. You have information. We don't know how these things are yeah. going to end but if you had up. But if you had listened to the show sponsor and and thought on your own and did some due, due diligence in July, he, your altcoin would have been up 600%. Just, I'm just saying. I mean, we're not making recommendations or nothing. We don't know what it's going to do from here. But if you if you'd gone back in time, if you get a time machine, uh, they might have July twenty first. They might have a Lambo, a Lambo time machine. Yeah. Hey, you know, actually, speaking of Lambo, I, I did some comedy here at the Bali event, and I had talked about was this wasn't really funny. I just I just saw it that day, and it was interesting to me. So everybody talks about Lambos and the moon, and let's go get a Lambo. Blah blah blah. Well. We don't want a Lambo, folks. We want a Bugatti. This Bugatti Chiron, <laughs> they just did a test earlier this month. I think it came out on the 4th of September. This thing got up to 300 miles an hour. Holy crap. The very first car to ever go over 300 miles an hour that was not driven by Chuck Yeager. Bugatti about it. That's yeah. a Bugatti. Dude, woke up late in my Bugatti. Dude, 304 point something miles per hour, almost 500 kilometers an hour this thing went. And that is by far the fastest streetcar ever in existence. And where are you yeah. going to drive that though? I'm just going to drive it. You're to not going to drive it on the street. I'm going to go. To the, I'm going to go to this. Oh, they said they said this that it goes so fast that it can go the length of a foot a U.S. Uh, NFL football field in less than a second. That, that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's fast. That's crazy. Like hey, God. did you just did you buy that today? That charm that little, I got it yesterday. Yeah. What is that? Well, this is the uh, it's a sacred geometry piece called the Seed of Life. Yeah, it matches its part. It's in it's uh, in combination with my tattoo that I yeah, have. Yeah, that's yeah, Metatron's cube. So you bought that here for what? Yeah, this what is silver. Did that cost you like five thousand rupiah? No, this is actually silver, and so this cost more than that. This actually cost me, I think, thirteen bucks. Yeah, but how many rupiah? How many rupiah cost me? Maybe three. I think it was maybe. I think it was three hundred thousand rupees, so I guess that was about about twenty four bucks. Okay, and that's that's what we want to talk about right now is three hundred thousand rupees is about twenty four bucks, right? Their currencies here are are huge. You know, you go, it's one dollar is about fourteen to fifteen thousand Indonesian rupees. Yeah, and so what that means to you guys out there mining bad coin is you we were talking about this during the mastermind i was wrong it's actually um it takes 19 bad coin to equal one rupee yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i mean imagine the upside of bad coin <laughs> right well here, here's the point we talk about uh, currency and it's inflationary right and you were doing some research there on mm -hmm. the uh the wikipedias yeah um about the history of the money that they have here well actually yeah the the high inflation has been due to a lot of various different times with uncertainty with their economy and high inflation and they've revalued their currency many times now the rupiah stretches all the way back to the colonial period so they've had a rupiah for a long time so they were said between 1800 and 1600 they had native and javanese and chinese money and then starting in 1600 through 1942 they had dutch colonial money and uh, 40 to 42 to 49 japanese invasion and then they started having hyperinflation there with their rupiah and that's 
And then the the new Indonesian rupiah was launched in 1949 through 19, to 1958. And what's interesting is just the the massive amounts of of uh, revaluation of this. So from 1965 to 1991, they had a 1,000 to one revaluation of the rupiah, and that's because of the inflation. It's like 27 percent in 61. 174 percent in 62 by 1965 the inflation was over 600 percent and so then they they increased their the largest banknote from the hundred rupiah in uh, September of 1959 to the thousand rupiah in May 60 then in 63 they introduced the 5,000 rupiah then the 10,000 rupiah and then it took them a little while longer then they introduced the 20,000 rupiah then the 50,000 rupiah and now they have the hundred thousand rupiah and a hundred thousand rupiah what is worth eight bucks ish yeah that's right hundred thousand rupiah is about eight bucks so it's just it's such a a mind game right when you go and pay yeah. for something and they tell you how much it is like i walk into the store to get water you got to stay hydrated here oh, because yeah. you're sweating all and you the don't want to drink the tap water do not no you get bali belly yeah, it'll give you a new betty, version betty. of sitting on the toilet right. you don't want to see it's the bali version of montezuma's revenge um so i buy a lot of bottled water and you walk in you see eight thousand, right um but then you do the math you're like oh that's 50 cents Right. For a big bottle of water. Right. And then it's not so much anymore. Yeah. Well, like Mr. Joel Combs, since he's been here like every day, he'll go get a nice fancy massage. And what are they? Eight bucks for a massage? Yeah, you can get you basically at like get, beautiful spas, like legit spas. Yeah. You know, you're yeah, for six bucks you can get a massage. But yesterday I went to a hotel spa, the kind where, you know, you walk in greetings, sir, and they yeah. take you into a nice area that's really air conditioned and they served me um grapefruit and gave me a cold towel and and let me sniff the different, you know, scents, the essential oils. It was Did you like the fart one? It was I I did not select the fart oil. It was two hours, an hour of oriental massage and then an hour of what they call the heavenly foot massage. And with a tip, um the whole thing cost me like equivalent of fifty dollars. But it was like a first-rate hotel treatment that you would have paid three hundred and fifty bucks for at you know a hotel in San Francisco. Yeah. If you've ever wanted to go on a vacation that's really nice, and you've ever thought like, you know what, we should go to Hawaii or like whatever, like no, you should go to Bali. Like I'm staying at this at this villa that would probably cost eight hundred to a thousand dollars a night in Hawaii. That's Bob it, Bob it, Villa, right? Yeah, it literally has its own swimming pool. And I didn't know that. I didn't know it had its own swimming pool. And I went there and I'm like, oh, my God, this has its own swimming pool. It's like it's like such a nice place. And uh, I would say this, man, the value. I, I got round trip tickets. I flew from Kansas City to two L.A. And then I had I got a tip uh, on United. So that was a separate flight. Then I booked a round trip from L.A. to um, Denpasar, which is Bali. And that was seven hundred and seventy dollars. And I booked it late. I didn't even book it early. Like if I had booked it earlier, it would have been like $500, $600. Like, you know, I, I use this website called Skip Lagged. And there's another one called Momondo. That's an app you can use. Both of those are actually apps. And that will actually search all of the, the websites for all of the flight combinations to find the absolute best deal. Seriously, for less than $1,000 round trip, because um, that my, my flight from Kansas City to LA was not much thousand dollars round trip i'm coming to bali and then here spending 
You know, I'm literally staying at a place that's like 80 bucks a night and which would be probably 10 times that in Hawaii. So I'm on the cheap here. I mean, you're 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 actually recording in my um cottage right mm-hmm. here and this is like $38 a night. Yeah. Not nearly as flashy as what you've got, but I mean, you would for $38 a night back home, you'd be in like Motel 6. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, yeah, it's a great place to come. There's actually a solid entrepreneur community here as well. Yep. And all of the people, the the natives, are so freaking nice. Mm-hmm. I've not encountered one person that even has given me even the smallest amount of attitude. Yeah, and the crime rates are so low. I don't even know. Have you seen a policeman? Uh, I have seen policemen, but mostly directing traffic. Ah. Yeah. I- I think they were in Kuta mostly. We are up here in Ubud, U-B-U-D, which is very zen, meditative, sort of chill, very cool. I mean, Mr. Joel Kam went to the monkey forest today and saw some uh, some monkeys. <laughs> he saw monkeys making love. I didn't Actually, I think it was monkey rape. It was... <laughs> It was monkey. It was sweet, sweet Simeon love. <laughs> yeah, which is actually, if you look on our Instagram, there's a video. Uh, basically, uh, the top monkey is Bitcoin, and the bottom monkey is altcoins. It's <laughs> <laughs> a funny story you had there. And there's also a great picture of Mr. Joe Com taking a selfie with a monkey. Yeah, which is great. Yep, did that. Seen some waterfalls. Hired a private driver, um, and I was with him probably six hours, mm-hmm. and it was. The fee was 500,000 rupiah, which is what about 40 40 bucks. bucks. And then I tipped him another Mm -hmm. 40 bucks. You know, it's like I took chill today, man. I got drunk last night at this party and I was just hurting today. (laughs) I was like, You're like, hey, man, because we're going to stay in the same place, but like you booked this place and then that was the last one. So I had to find some other place. So yeah. I found him nice. Worked place. out good. It's not like it's we're married, way. Mr. Travis, right? I don't need to be with you all the time. It's true. Go, see I your face live my own life. Oh. Jeez. Oh. Well, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. You can uh, check out Travis's stand-up routine that he did at the AllCoin Mastermind. It's in the Facebook Mastermind. If you go to badcode.in. Yeah. Oh, man. You know I did. Oh, man. I know he did. You told me to. I didn't tell you to record it. <laughs> well, but I did. Yeah. Badco.in forward slash mastermind. You can see it there. And it's also in the show notes for this episode. Badco.in forward slash 307. The march to 400 begins, Travis. Yeah. And we'll see. By the time we get to 400, I wonder if uh, John McAfee's still alive. I hope so. I hope so. He's a nice guy. He's entertaining as hell. That's true. I mean, you guys like hearing from him. There's some people that are like, why do you have that guy on the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're thinking about doing another Fan Friday here for too long because we'd like to hear from you guys and see what we're doing good. What would you like more of? So maybe we'll do keep tuned on that. And uh, what's up next? What's the next give, it, give us feedback. Badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. Oh, um, we are get, when we get back, we got a bunch of content we're recording, and one of them is with this cat, Matt. Matt the cat. Um, it's the hurricane Bahamas yes. hurricane relief. We're going to be calling on you guys to uh, and and some of the big names in crypto to help out, and we're going to uh, we're going to also put our money where our mouth is, Travis. We haven't talked about it yet, but we, we're going to give some towards hurricane relief. Yeah, folks in Bahamas got pounded. Oh, it's horrible, absolutely yeah. horrible. The island is just decimated, and um, and they need mm-hmm. food and water even though they're surrounded by water they need water they could drink yeah they need clothing they need generators and so you don't need to wait for us to take that action but we're going to be interviewing a guy who's um doing Don some really Cordish, cool stuff one of the head guys out of the bahamas of the government guys yeah 
Yeah. So there you go. Great stuff. You know, that's one thing about Bali is that I don't think they necessarily have a lot of, you know, typhoons or hurricane type stuff. But, you know, there are some earthquakes that's happened nearby and they've had some serious tsunami type of stuff here. There's an active volcano, too, on the island. So that could explode any moment. It could. So maybe this this might be the last podcast ever for Bad Crypto, you guys. I hope not. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. We're going to go enjoy this Bali night tonight. So have a very Bali night and stay Bali. Oh, stay bad. Stay bad. Bali, Bali, bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.